So for the last uh, couple of Tuesdays, we have been talking a basic principles of the karma and uh, its system of working and uh, characteristic of karma. We did talk in detail sort of how karmic characteristics are, like if karma is a definite and fast growing, and one never meets with the result if you have not created causal karma. One never meets result karma if you have not created causal karma. And once you have created causal karma, no matter whatever may take, time or whatever may be, uh, one, one definitely get a result. Basically, in four principles we talk karma. Sometimes people have thinking that when we talk about karma and this is a karma, they always think about the negative and the sufferings only. And that's not true. There's a positive karma, positive achievements, and all of them are also karma. And even the enlightened Buddha himself, to be able to obtain enlightenment is also karma. To be able to become Buddha is also karma. After becoming a Buddha, he'll be able to help other beings and is also karma and be able to share the things that what he had developed himself is also karma. And by sharing that, helping received by others, benefit others, all of them are karma too. And a lot of people will think, when you say karma, they only think about the negative side and the difficult side, but don't think about the positive side. So the karma is just simply cause and effects. So both the negative and the positive are karma. I emphasize that because a number of people ask me, and what happens when I get completely finished karma? When I be able to work out my karma completely? And people do ask that question, right? So, which means indirectly what I read behind that question is, and they think it is something you have to exhaust it, finish it, go beyond, come over. So, maybe thinking it is only negative, so not. It is the positive karma too. Though, you probably do something positive here, and you do something negative here, and you try to square it up. Says, well, I made some bad here. Let me do something good here. And we try to square it up and then sort of, sort of, hopefully, the total calculation or the total balance becomes equal. So somehow that doesn't work. We have mentioned a number of times. I even went to the extent of Tibetan saying, and we cannot take a fish and be very generosity for dogs. You know, you keep on taking the fish and uh, kill the fish and be generosity for the dogs is not necessarily a great. You probably have two comments. 
with generosity to the dogs, yes, but the killing of fish to separate karma functions. However, the positive and the negative karma can cut each other as well. So that does not necessarily mean the positive karmas cannot cut the negative karma, nor that doesn't mean the negative karmas cannot cut the positive. They can do too. So I hope that had put seed of some confusion to you people. Saying that if it's negative, how can they cut it? How does that work? So I was hoping to get some kind of confusion on it. So the reason how it can work is if negative karma can be purified, the purification of the negative karma is a positive karma, and that will cut the negative karma. And when I'm just simply said, the purification cut the negative, and the people get some people get a little difficult on that. So let me get a little clear, a little bit make a little bit clear. The negative karma here. Uh, we are referring to negativity, negative action, such as a killing or stealing or what else there? Killing, stealing, uh, not a, not a small lie, but big lie. Spiritual black lie is the biggest problem. We, yeah, that is the biggest objection. It's the spiritual black lie. People who pretend to have a spiritual development, who has no spiritual development, but pretend to have it. It is a black lie. It is cheating and letting down sentient beings. And that's why it considered. Not all lies. I mean, all lies are negative, but not the big one. And so, you know, the, the used car sellers will tell you some negative, uh, some lie here and there. That's, uh, that is, uh, that's their trade and that's their business. In Tibet, we also have a similar example. We have the horse sellers. The person who sells the horse, they always tell you a lie. And they will tell you, you know, they say, look at this horse, how young it is. They took out their mouth. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. And then you ask them, how, how do you look? He said, if whatever they're there, you know, if there's a two teeth, it's good. If there's one teeth, it's bad or whatever. If, if the horse has had one teeth, there's a one teeth, is good, two teeth, is bad. Whatever it is, that sort of thing they will tell you is very similar to the used car sellers, the used car dealers or whatever. That's in America normally, uh, people talk about that, right? And that sort of lie is, uh, it's a lie, it's a negative, but we're not talking about that. When you're talking about a big uh, killing of a human being and a lying bringing to that category, we're, we're telling a killing of a human being and the lying here is a big black lie, which is really a spiritually lying. I mean, lying pretend to have some development when you don't have anything, but I'd like to say I know it, or I don't know it. That is actually a big lie. And leading a people, letting it down, actually. And because they believe that you have something. And they turn around and they come, and then what do you, what do you lead them? Uh, nothing but confusion. And then, uh, of course, uh, sexual misconduct. So anyway, that big one over there, let's take just four, that's enough. Uh, 
for intoxication, right? Intoxication is also doesn't go to that level yet. It is sort of, you know, it is really the biggest uh, level is the killing of a human being, uh, stealing of something very valuable for the other person. It's not really terms, terms of value in the terms of the money. But, you know, some people lost something very dear to them. Maybe it is a piece of junk. Or whatever it may be, it has a lot of value, it cannot be replaced. And those are the very heavy stuff. And the spiritual black lie. So these are the sort of, when we talk, negativity, negative karma, negative, as a very, very strong. And then sort of they adds up the intoxication, that's a little bit later. And also also not that heavy either, it's a little lighter. Only simple reason is, of course, you have that story. Um, intoxication can influence the individual, and you lose control, and you control or you lose awareness, and you maybe ended up doing all sorts of things which you don't want to do. So in that case, they normally give you a little story here. The traditional teaching give you a little story. There's supposed to be one monk uh, who are very sort of protecting his vow, a very great monk, and then somebody, not a great monk, but some or some monk who been protecting his own vow. And uh, so somebody sort of came by and somebody said, well, you have three choice. So what would you like to do? Would you like to go and would you like to have a sexual miscontact with this woman? Or would you like to kill this animal or drink this bottle? So he thought about it. He said, well, killing is terrible, and I don't want the sexual misconduct. Both of them lose my vows. So, well, the easiest thing is to drink that. So he drank, and he got drunk, and he did everything. Uh, and so that was the example they give you. So that's why they add up the sexual misconduct, not sorry, the intoxication over there. By natural, by natural, by the action of natural itself, intoxication is not a negativity at all. It is by sort of rule. Um, in the Buddhist thing, there's a two thing. Uh, by natural is this a negativity, heavy negativity. By rule is this heavy negativity. By rule, breaking vows and things like that is only applicable those who have vows. And those who don't have vows, the breaking vow is not obligable at all. Because you don't have a vow to break for the first place. So there's no problem. I mean, it's maybe a problem, but it's not a breaking vow. So there are certain negativity by nature is a negativity. Like a killing a human being. Or stealing. And a black lie. But that's really sort of on the, and the sexual misconduct, and that's sort of on the top on the list. And the sexual misconduct is also, I mean, the, the normally what the normal Western way of looking, this particular way of looking is uh, two different things again. When we talk about the sexual misconduct again, it is uh, not the normal. Western way of looking, we're not talking about that at all. It is like a, 
in case of uh, violence, force, action, uh, those are the definitely sexual misconduct. So there are the negativity. The, the actions are considered negative action. And that even then, within the, that, within the killing itself, it's also heavy, light, very heavy. You can also make it. It all depends what sort of thought you have. If it is a very angry person with anger, totally mean, destroy, wanted to make the person suffer, and then uh, sort of uh, put all sorts of different tortures that you ever know, and uh, finally the person that led him to lose of their life. It is the biggest, heaviest negativity. So, but then you don't have that much uh, thought. Uh, thought maybe the person may be crazy. I mean, I don't even know what he's or she's doing. Or maybe a total influence of something else. Or maybe the, you know, it's all slightly, slightly different. It's very much like, like, look like the law over here. And this very much suits with the, how the Buddha taught 2,500 years ago. And uh, if, if a person is uh, under, say, under total influence of um, intoxication or something, and accidentally the person doesn't even know he killed someone, and, but in reality killed. He did have karma of killing. However, it's not that strong because the motivation is not that strong. Action is not that strong. It is killing, but it is a, within that it is like a sequel watch. There are good sequel watch, bad sequel watch, all sorts of qualities, very similar to that. Even one negativity, it is there. So that's why Nagarjuna, a great uh, Indian saint and scholar comes out and said, Kebe digba jiang yang, lumbu digba yang yang ji. He said, if you are well informed, even you have committed very heavy negativity, it will be light. And if you are not well informed or well versed, and even if it's light, but it can become very heavy. And he gave example. Example is the amount of the metal, you know this iron or whatever is the metal, iron, piece of iron. And if, if you are able to flat that iron and make iron sheet and throw on the river or the lake, it's not going to go down. It is big, but it will be standing up on the lake. Get the idea? But if you make a little ball and throw it, and no matter how small it may be, it will go boom down. So the most important thing is, is awareness. Not only awareness of what you are doing, but awareness of uh, if you have it, how you handle that. Did you get me? If you have it. And the, the, as I told you last Tuesday, uh, I said it is impossible to be pure in today's world. No one can be pure at all. No matter how much we try, we can never be perfect at all. So that's why, you know, I even said, 
Sometimes you try to be over righteous. It has to be right. Right thing. It's very difficult. Over, try to be over righteous can become very conservative too. And it's not necessarily great either. Yeah, right, true. There's no way today's world can somebody be perfectly pure and right. Never. Not possible. Environmentally, it's not possible. By any condition, it's not possible. Economically, it's not possible. Politically, it's not possible. True. So we are bound to have, bound to, no matter whoever we might be, we are bound to have plenty of negative karma, and we are bound to have plenty of positive karma as well. So now the question comes, how are you going to do? What are you going to do? So managing it. You have to manage. You have to manage. You have to notice your negative karma. You have to notice your positive karma. And uh, try to try to clean the negative karma. And uh, try to save the positive karma. That's what we can do. That awareness we should bring in. That's why the Nagarjuna's idea of if you are aware of it, even that much amount of iron can just float on the river and the similar thing go down. So what sort of awareness you bring first? The first, of course, bringing acknowledge. Negative or positive, any action, whatever we have, forget the denying. People always deny, you know, deny, deny, deny. So forget the denying, good or bad, whatever it may be. The blame or the, the if you did something good, credit. Blame and credit, both you have to accept by yourself. Nobody can give you, nobody can force you. You have to accept, acknowledge by yourself. Both credit as well as the blame. So where you can accept the credit, you should be proud about it and congratulate yourself and boost up yourself a little bit. And when you have to have a blame and that blame should not be taken to reprimand yourself. Should not be. It's a mistake. You should not reprimand because you might have done that unknowingly, without noticing. Especially, we are in habitually to do it. It is our habitual pattern. So it's not this individual inside. It's not to be blamed. However, we have to notice, acknowledge, and we will be able to correct that. Even Buddha gave, even Buddha, give a quality for negativity. Buddha said, even the negativities, the negativity has a quality. Do you know what that quality is? Quality is a positive quality. I mean, a negative quality, you don't call it quality, do you? Huh? Yes. The, the quality of the negativity is you can work on it. You can work with it, or you can work on it. 
And that even Buddha gave that as quality to the negativity. These are the, the informations we give you for the karma. When you try to practice that in your daily life, and that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't handle it, it's fast growing. Remember, it grows double to triple, you know. Like the tree outside, the inside definitely grows, remember? So, instead of pushing it aside, or hold it, or putting it under a pending, P-E-N-D, <laughs> I'm somehow saying, what is it? Pending, <laughs> right? Some of, whenever I say pending, people think it's painting or something, you know, I, I don't know why my pronunciation is going out. So if you put that in pending, and you are accumulating a negative karma more, unnecessarily. So the negative negativity within ourselves is something that we don't have to shy about it, something we don't have to turn away about it, we have to face it. We did it. We have the karma. We have the action. Karma here really means something like that we have stamped on piece of paper. Something like I owe you note. Very similar to that. It is, you know, we put a stamp on our consciousness. Excuse me. Stamp on our consciousness. So this is over here. In pinch, it is on our consciousness. Wherever we go, we go with that. Like a skunk and a skunk smell. If you want, <laughs> or you want a good one, okay, perfume and it's a smell. <laughs> so true. So, so, so bring it awareness instead of denying, instead of not paying attention, pick up. And think about it. And think about it and say, well, I have done that. I've done. I don't know how heavy it is. Is it first class killing or second class killing or third class killing or whatever it is. It is. And uh, so how do I get rid of it? How do I get rid of it? So find out that. Find out that. And say, if you are very, sort of, you know, very cautious and uh, very righteous or something, if you are, then every evening you purify whatever you did. You knowingly or unknowingly or remembering or un- not remembering. You can purify. Or every week, every second week, or every month. You can do that. That is the benefit of knowing. So the benefit of knowing is that. If we don't have the awareness, we don't have it. We, can, we don't know what to do with it. So if you do that, if you even you acknowledge your negativity and purify it, it becomes positive karma. 